This episode of the Stickers and Scuffs podcast has been brought to you by Remax Jack. Jack provides a friendly, customer-driven service in search for homes and provides excellent details on the market, values, and trends in buying and selling. Jack has been able to work with Cam on his search and always makes himself available when he has a question. Remax Jack will help you if you're looking to buy or sell a home within the GTA. He's who Cam K trusts to find his next home and he should be yours too. Remember, call Remax Jack and start to pack. For more information, go to remaxjack.ca. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stickers and Scuffs podcast. Cam K back with you. Graydon Bond, unfortunately, is still off uh, under the weather, but uh, we are privileged to welcome in somebody who actually wanted to have on the show for quite a while, uh, dating back probably a season or so. Um, we finally got him on here. Austin Arnell joins us from the Legend series. Austin, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, this is exciting. Uh, we... Uh, you know, I, I think Graydon and I, we can we can honestly say we're both a little bit ignorant in terms of the uh, the legend cars uh, until this past couple of years, really. Um, they've always been something that I think we we all like appreciate and and we love, and you know that they're you know great racing. But we didn't know anybody in the in the series, and now uh, we've been blessed to to get to know um, several uh, racers in in the uh, the legends and. But I, we know actually you from prior to the Legend Series, actually running mini trucks and um, being a very good competitor with uh, Mason Culver and uh, our good buddy. And and uh, you're actually going to be joining us this year as part of the the SNS Racing family, which is exciting. And we put that in motion. Man, I think that was like uh, early of last season, um, planning or right after I think the off season uh, started. But uh, Austin, the the big question for a lot of us is is where did this start? Because we've had a various list of different backgrounds from a lot of different racers. They started junior lates. They started this. They started that. We had some people that started in mini stocks. So for you, how far back do we have to go? Uh, when did racing come into your life? Oh, um, well, I can't really give you the year because I can't really remember that far back. But racing started for me when I was five or six and it was on a they were called uh lawnmowers it was uh with the western ontario outlaw series and uh the class i was in it was called the junior class and we had like six and a half horse push more engines turned sideways beating belts to little rear ends and yeah we raced around little dirt tracks and that club uh had lots of different classes in it but yeah that's kind of where i got my start and then from there we hopped into junior late models in 2012 with the crown junior racing league and yeah first year there i was lucky enough to get rookie of the year and then yeah from there 2013 we raced in the crown junior racing league as well in the junior division and won the championship there and from there we kind of moved up and raced with the senior class and 
we uh yeah we were oh 2013 how old was i or 14 i guess sorry i was 11 racing against with some of the older older kids so i've always been the younger group in a class you could say and then yeah i went on to mini trucks and won a championship in 2019 and yeah again in 2020 we won quite a few races too and won two championships racing with my friend uh mason and lots of other great guys in many trucks and yeah now we're here in legend cars so i i guess the the big question for a lot of people is is okay you're that young who where the heck do you get the idea to go racing on with with lawnmowers like how does that become something because I, I bring this up so much because we know that down south it's a lot easier. Like racing is like in the blood. It's it's something that uh, a ton of people do. If you grow up in like North Carolina, you can't go anywhere without seeing racing, right? But here it's different. It's it's hockey. It's basketball. It's rugby, uh, lacrosse. Where the heck did the racing? Where did you get introduced to it? Uh, my dad was always that NASCAR fan and cheered for many of guys over the years. And then they used to do like little RC racing. And then somehow he got affiliated with lawnmower racing and I kind of just kind of grew from there. And, um, he actually took my mom on a date night one night to Grand Bend Speedway and, uh, seen these, uh, junior lates running around and we had looked at micro sprints once before. So yeah, you seen these junior lates running around, and he actually uh, went and found someone's number down there and talked to a guy named Rob Rob Nethercott, and uh, he ended up having two junior lates to sell, and I actually ended up buying uh, Connor James's junior late from Sobel. Wow, see, and that's that's a great connection, man, right there. That's it's cool to hear stuff like that because. Uh, we obviously we love hearing where cars come from. That's my favorite thing on the podcast. I'm sure you've heard it. We we do it a lot on yeah. the uh, on the show. So getting into the the junior late, what was that like, man? Upgrade, downgrade, different? Because you're going from racing a lawnmower to racing something that's that's. I mean, they're they're kind of along the same basis, right? Like they're very similar to that. Uh, yes and no, like the lawnmower was walking speed, like the one that we were on. So like, I mean, it was pretty infuriating to watch, like watching all the old videos that my mom still has and stuff of us doing, you know, speeds that you wouldn't even consider fast in pit road to the junior elites picking it up and getting upwards of like, I don't know, running when we ran Grand Bend, I think people said we were like close to 50 mile an hour. So doing stuff like that was definitely different. And, uh, it took... It took a little bit of getting used to, but we caught on pretty quick. And I guess I just got lucky and I caught the bug from there. Maybe I wasn't lucky because I did catch the bug. So <laughs> it's true. And, and, uh, we, we don't have a ton. And this is, I think, what's great about our podcast now is that we focus so much on these racers, maybe that, that people aren't familiar with. And, and one of those places that we really don't hear enough about is Grand Bend. So, Let's talk about Grand Bend a little bit and what what it's like to race there because it uh, it isn't a conventional racetrack. Oh. It's a little bit it's pretty small, but what's what's the actual um, uh, shape first off, and how is the actual racing on on track? 
Well, the junior elites back in the day at that track, um, it had a very big class before I started in. And then when I came in, it kind of, we had iffy car counts, but it's kind of like that all over the place that sometimes with the junior elites, one minute there's none of them, next minute there's a million of them popped up and they got classes everywhere now. But um, yeah, recently at Grand Bend, it was, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of a, in the junior elites, it was more of a bottom hugger track because you didn't have, like by the time you got the momentum going, you needed to, if you weren't on the inside lane, you're going to the back. Right. And yeah, it's the bull ring by the beach, which was always kind of cool racing there. It was it's close to home. It's like 15 minutes from my house. So it's one of those tracks I love going to. It's, I've definitely turned quite a few laps there. And then, yeah, moving up to the mini truck, it was, it was easy to pick up where I needed to be on the track. It was just kind of figuring out the, the truck. And then, yeah, jumping into the legend car. It was nice to have a comfort of going to a track. I knew what I was doing. I knew kind of where the car needed to be. It was just learning a new car again. Well, and so one of those things that is interesting because you're going from a track like Grand Bend and then you go and race at full throttle. It was a completely different, completely different racetracks. That adjustment period must have been insane for you because it's they're not at all similar. Are they? Uh, they're no. I can't say they are similar just because of the whole banking situation and longer straightaways at, at a full throttle there. But once, like, it was a bigger adjustment period when I was in junior lates and then mini trucks, it wasn't as much because you, oh. at that point you just kind of, you have the mentality of you're wide open all the time and push, 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 and mm -hmm. just kind of do, you get into a rhythm, you find your spots. And then, yeah, hopping into a legend car, it was completely different being on a bank track like that carrying a lot more speed and you know actually hitting the brakes trying to get into a corner so it was definitely an interesting first race for me in a legend car there with you know cars being around me and trying to figure out what i was doing while trying to put laps down so it's and, definitely an interesting track that's for sure well and that and that's one of the things like we, we definitely want to continue more conversations about this you know we're racing at green grand bend um starting with junior lates who is it was there anybody that you're racing against still that was part of that class with you uh now that i'm in the legend cars no that i can think of i raced with like matt thompson a couple times in a mini truck i believe and other than that maybe maybe kenny mcnichol he climbed into a mini truck once <laughs> i think but other than that i can't think of too many guys that have continued to move up from the mini trucks and either went to that route or went somewhere else but um and that's one of the things that's one of the things austin that i think is very interesting because mini trucks again is a class that i don't think a lot of people know um it is very fun to watch like the, the though they are like and i it could be wrong they, they very similar to like the junior lates are they not yeah they're a spec class where everyone's got the same thing and going off the same stuff which most classes kind of are i guess other than once you get up into the bigger classes and have different motors or whatnot but mm -hmm. Um, no, well, it worked out pretty good the way the roll package worked. And then, um, as we started progressing and, um, we had lots of, yeah, lots of close battles and the mini trucks for the most part were all kind of built the same or built similar. So it was nice. It was kind of easy to find your guys that you're going to run with. And it was easy to kind of help. You could help someone else if you needed to, but, um, yeah, it was just, it's one of those classes that are once you catch on to it, it's easier to run in a pack with. Well, and I, I 
fully expected uh, that when we saw, because Grand Bend um, last year actually live streamed a good bit of their races and was able to catch some of those. I fully expected there to be like wreck fest with mini trucks and they're not really um, really good racing, very clean racing, very close racing. Um, and that obviously is perfect for as like a test for you to get into the legend cars because um, very, very similar. Again, I think barring Sobble, because that was a little bit of a that was a little bit of a mess. But yeah. for the most part, the legends is the very similar to that mini truck class where it is very close, but very respectable for the most part racing. And you kind of don't ever get a chance to be off. Like, you don't get away from the field. It's not a simple, maybe if you're Parker sometimes, but um, for the most part, you really don't have a way to get to get far from people and you are always in traffic. And that's, I think, the thing that I noticed about you guys last year is the Legends looks to be on the rise. I, it definitely seems like it to me because I feel like the car count was struggling a couple of years ago, but you guys definitely are looking really, really strong heading into 2024. Yeah, we definitely had a couple of good events there with the Legend Carriers, like at Sobble for the one long weekend between the Saturday and Sunday. I think we had like 30 plus cars both days, which was amazing to see considering, yeah, I remember watching some Legend races and they were lucky to have eight out. So it's nice to be on the up and coming with the Legend Carriers and growing that class in a way that now there's two series to run. So guys can run at their home tracks and still run with a good group and guys can from Windsor and stuff, don't have to travel all the way up to Sunset or Peterborough to put on a good show either. It's it's actually quite genius when you think about it, having a class that runs two different areas. Now, obviously, I'd love to see you guys a lot more. I know you guys run out at Sunset, um, Peterborough a couple times, but uh, I, I don't know if you guys run Flamborough. Not so much, right? Do you guys run Flamborough? Uh, we had two races. We were there with the Frosttoberfest, and then we were there right. the weekend prior. Right. So not not a ton out there. But the, the fact is, is that you guys are very uh, one of the only really divisions. And this is the thing that I think a lot of people need to remember is that touring divisions is not like home tracks. You guys have to go to different places every every time you're racing. Sure, there are some that you repeat quite often. Um, Sobble Beach, you guys are up there quite a bit. Um, but how did you find the transition period? Because coming from running mini trucks where you're really running only one or two tracks to now running every track pretty much in Ontario, that must have been a big, big change for you. Yeah, it it was definitely a change, you know, getting to learn a different track every week. And yeah, learning a car and a track sometimes is difficult. But the only thing, like after running a series like this, I would hate to go back and run a home track thing where you're at the same track every week. Sure, it's a little more expensive on the fuel book, but it's just one of those things. I love going to a different spot, running a different track. Cause you have your strengths at every track where, you know, I might go to Sobble and I'll struggle one night and then we'll go to Flamborough the next weekend and I'll run out the front. So it's nice being able to have a couple different tracks that you're strong at when you get to go do them on the schedule. And I love this because this is always one of my favorite things. I love to hear from racers because Everybody, like you said, that you have your strength and you have your, your tracks that you like. And you know, like speaking with like our last guest last week, Chad McGlynn, he just can't succeed. It seems like when he goes to Sunset Speedway, um, he's always good. But he, but then if you ask him if he goes to Delaware, he's always amazing at Delaware. Never, never has an issue there. So 
Austin Arnell gets to travel. Where is the track that he wants to go to first? Flamborough. Flamborough, eh? And yeah, why is I, that? I don't know. I, I got a little bit of a sentimental attachment to I got my first big one in a mini truck there. Like uh, 2019, I had one a lot in the at Grand Bend Speedway, but then we did our little quick, quick traveling series in 2021 and I had a new to me truck kind of that year and I was learning it. And yeah, I got my first big one there. And then I had a really solid performance going in the legend cars. My first, the first race there this year. And we ended up overheating the motor and it kind of died off and we fell back a little bit, but it's just one of those tracks that I love going to. And that's great to hear because you know what there's always, and that's why having that conversation is great because I, we hear the same ones all the time, right? And actually ha- hearing somebody say Flamborough, that's awesome. But you know that you had your favorite, but where it's a track that I'm not saying that we, we're not going to shoot any track down here because the fact that they're still in business and the fact that they're putting on races for fans is just the best thing um, that we could ask for. But there's got to be a track that Austin Arnell just anytime he's there, it's either a struggle or you just haven't figured it out yet. Oh, I'm going to have to say Sobble. Sobble, eh? Really? I love running the track. It's fun. But the two weekends that we have the really big car counts, I uh, DNF both races due to part failure and yep. and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I guess that track's left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth, but I still love going back there. I still love it. Love running there. And they ran a little home track series, and I went and supported it. So it's still one of my favorite tracks. It's just... It's the one track that keeps getting away from me. I and the, you know what? Everybody's got one, right? And that's to say you have a good you have a 35-year veteran in Chad McGlynn saying that Sunset Speedway is still one that gets to him. And um, and you got yourself just starting really out in, in the legends, but you've got a really good group of people that you're racing with. Some really significant racers. Obviously, we met I mentioned Parker Traves. You've got um the Cuthbertsons, who I, I mean I I feel I, I I don't know if I'm right on this, but I feel like I remember them like 20 years ago. Like they seem like that they're they're just that name and legends just go together. You've got Keaton Pipe, a very very young kid who's come in and started very well actually. Oh, yeah. uh, you've got guys coming up running uh, Kevin Fuzzy's, um legend coming up from I can't remember the, the drivers. Is it? Um, from down Joshua south. Joshua Hicks was Josh here Hicks. First, uh he was here for the sunset weekend where we had four features in two he days. Thanks. And- Everybody came in and 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 really did a, a, a bang up job. But then you also have the as you mentioned, the we have the um uh the Great Lakes Legends as well. And so you got you know Kenny McNichol, who is one of the best racers in all of Ontario, in my opinion, like really one of the best out there. So you really have um, a, a great field, and we've had a couple of the, the racers already join us. Uh, Matt Boys was on the show, um, who's also come on and had a great, uh, great couple of seasons. So who do you turn to? Because there is so many people in in the legends that right now that are just they're either making their way or they're hitting their stride right now, and and the competition level is fantastic. One of the best things I find about Legend Car Racing is with the group we got, I know everyone says they got the best group around, but I truly feel like the Legend guys, we got something special, and I could, I feel confident enough that I could walk to anyone up the track and 
kind of ask them for pointers. And for the most part, they might not tell me every secret they got in their book, but they, they'll at least steer me in the right direction, which is, it's nice to have like guys like Matt boys. He's, he's an open book and you can go talk to him and whether it's about how his week was at work or if it's about how the race went, he's one of those guys that you can always talk to. And same with Kenny McNichol. He's been a big help to me and I ended up buying my uh, legend car actually off of him. So he's been a big help to me and uh, the McFaddens and yeah, the Cuthbertsons and there's just, yeah, a lot of great guys in our series. It's, it's awesome to hear. And, and we, we wouldn't go this far into the podcast um, normally, but I, I felt like we had to talk about some other stuff before we got to somebody who meant, meant a real lot to both of us. And that's the, the guy who drove that number 29 for many years and is is retired officially and breaking my heart that he's retiring but we got to talk about the man happy harvick um you run the identical 29 font which makes me so very happy to see that um when everybody gets into racing there's always some people that do you know they want their own number but why is it that for you you got to you you chose to run the 29 just exactly the same as it as it appears on his car um, I don't really know why. Um, I was always a Jeff Gordon fan when I was younger. What? You know, bright colored cars. But I, I kind of, once kind of, yeah, towards, once Kevin was towards the end of his RCR and I started paying a little bit more attention, that's when I kind of became a bigger fan of him and then playing the NASCAR video games, he was always yeah. the driver I picked. And then, yeah, when he switched to Stuart Haas racing there and drove the four, we were actually going to change our number to match the four, but we for some reason stuck with 29 i don't know it's my dad's birthday and it was always his number when he did stuff too so just one of those numbers i liked and it's kind of stuck with me so i'm glad i get to keep running it in different classes no one else has taken it but yep yeah i don't know it's just one of those numbers i think it looks good Uh, our font might change next year which is kind of sad but we got a nice nice looking wrap being done up so car should look pretty sharp well, and that's that's always what's really nice too is that you also realize that you have to do it up, you have to switch it up every so often. I think a lot of people do um, get stuck in kind of the, the same same pattern and same way of doing things. But obviously, Legends is not the same as mini trucks. It's not the same as Junior Lates. So, what's the goal for you in twenty twenty four, Austin? Um, I assume the plan is to be back in the Legends. Yeah, yeah, we're. Uh... Full swing ahead with the Legend cars. We're doing quite a bit of work to it. We have uh, some chassis repairs being done as we speak, and we're repainting it and doing a little bit of a different scheme next year with some different colors. So we're going to try and change it up. I've been black and green my entire career to this point, and then uh, the only reason we were gray and green last year is because, uh, well, we got the cars, so we wanted to focus our time and energy on learning the car and instead of trying to paint the car and then um yeah i don't know we're gonna try and try and win some races hopefully i would like to get a couple more heat wins if i could win a feature that would be amazing but if i could just run consistently top five top three with the great fast group of guys we got i'll call that a win myself who's the person that you're gonna have to beat this year if it's not you who's somebody that we as race fans should be watching uh, the legends and see who's who's going to be somebody that's going to be tough to beat. I can name so many different guys that would be fast and hard to beat between J 
Jade Franklin and Jordan Latimer and oh Matt Boyce is always fast. Cole McFadden's fast. If Kenny McNichols is there, normally he's pretty quick too. So there's just so many guys. There's ten different guys on a given night that could probably win, and only one gets to do that. So there's too many guys to watch. It's just they're it's a good fast group that we got and makes it definitely challenging to learn and it makes it challenging to win too. Well, products from Grand Bend Speedway, product from Full Throttle, product uh, basically running everywhere now. Uh, Austin Arnell, um, I'm going to thank you for for taking the time. I know we we've kind of had to switch stuff around with schedules, but um, it's always a blast to I could get to run into you at the racetrack, yeah. and we'll hopefully get to do that again. Um, and actually get to, to talk a little bit more. It was uh, uh it was the NASCAR Canada finale at Delaware. Um, so of course we were a, a little busy uh, yeah. that day, but um, we're definitely going to have a lot more time to do that this year. Catch the the legends out, and I'm going to give the opportunity to shout out your partners. Uh, this is something we do. As I'm sure you're, as a listener of the show, you're aware of. Uh, yeah. But uh, you better have prepped because uh, you got the opportunity now uh, to thank each and every person and uh, each and every partner that you have that gets you to the racetrack because they're the real heroes. Yeah, I'm going to start with PT Auto Cosmetics because they've been with me the longest. And uh, from there, we got Tia's Place. We got uh, Kramer's Concrete and Design, Homes by Hodgins, Southwest Marine, Revell Insurance. Telesigns, Canary Lines. Oh, we added new new people, so I'm hoping I'm not missing them. It's kind of hard when it's, I get into a rhythm at the track, but I think those are our ma- those are our sponsors that we had this year, and uh, a couple of them moved with me a couple years, and then I got to thank my dad, of course. You know, without him, I wouldn't have got this racing bug, and we wouldn't have went half as far as what we have now. And my mom for all the all the late nights she's put in, and all the emotional support over the years, and I got to thank guys like you for giving us uh, the shout outs and the awareness out into the public since you guys have a lot bigger viewing area than most uh, racing pages. And yeah, thanks for having me on. Well, there's definitely a lot more time to have you on in the future. Obviously, we know Graydon would definitely want to be on with you if he wasn't uh, dying of COVID right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, he definitely would be on here and he's he's bummed that he's not. But, uh, you know, he's going to have opportunities to probably catch out at uh, he'll probably see you out at Sobble Speedway this year since he'll be uh, busy racing out there. So, um, Austin, how can people follow along with your uh, your story? Are there uh, social media channels that people can follow? Yeah, uh, we're on Facebook. It's Austin Arnell Racing, and that's about my only social media platform. I'm hoping to try and get into the whole YouTube thing and GoPros, but I'm not that technological. It was good enough <laughs> for me to get on Zoom, kind of. I, I know the feeling. <laughs> we're, we're we're not tech guys either, but uh, somehow it's it's working out for us. So, Austin Arnell, uh, the best of luck in 2024. Your first appearance on the show. We're very excited for you as part of the sns racing family in 2024 you're gonna have to beat out some of the other legend drivers uh keaton pipe and matt boys uh they're gonna be out there competing against you for the best of the best of the sns legend racers but thank you so much for joining me today yeah thank you